0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey
1: everybody, what you're hearing today is part two of Chris and I's evaluation of the interview Conated Forbes. Uh, if you didn't hear part one, make sure you go back and listen to that. And then tomorrow, uh, we will have part three ready. Enjoy the show. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it I don't get enough of it Jesus just rose again Listen to the kids
0: Uh, and now we get into kind of the preceding. Those were the bullet points intro. And now we have like a few paragraphs that get into some context. Um, and that's just for starters. For much of the phone calls, his core message strategically. I like that it's phone calls. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you can only handle.
1: I mean, yeah, the idea that this could have been a four hour phone call. Like, I don't even know how you would handle
0: that. Yeah, it's just like Kanye calling, talking for 30 minutes, like going to do things, calling back like two hours later, talking for 30 minutes. Calling at two in the morning. Um, Yeah, right. I mean, the article posted at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard. No, one eleven Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. I know that. (laughs) Uh, So... He says uh, he has 30 days to make a final decision about running for president. At that point, he says he'd missed the filing deadline for most states, though he believes an argument could be made to get onto any ballots he's missed citing coronavirus issues. (laughs) We'll see about that. I mean, shoot your shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm I love this, too. I'm speaking with experts. I'm going to speak with Jerry Kushner, the White House with Biden, says West. So I don't know if that's actually in response to getting on ballots that he said that. But I love the idea that the exact people he would be running against and that wouldn't want him to win are the ones that he's going to ask for (laughs) advice. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Uh, he has no campaign apparatus of any kind. His advisors right now, he says, are the two people who notably endorsed him on the fourth. His wife, Kim Kardashian West, and Elon Musk, of whom he says, we've been talking about this for years. Adds West, I propose to him to be the head of our space program. Great. Yeah, I mean, Elon, like Kanye, is uh, a lightning rod of a figure that's very polarizing in terms of people either loving him or hating him uh. and saying things in a way that people defend or people point to as showing that Elon has lost the plot. So yeah. uh, very similar energies. Yeah.
1: And if Kanye never becomes president and this never happens, this could at least be season two of Space Force.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Did you watch Space Force?
1: Uh, you probably couldn't pay me enough money to even try. We started
0: it and we were just like, this is
1: not entertaining.
0: Netflix shows, I I don't,
1: it's pretty rare that I watch anything on Netflix made by
0: Netflix that I want to get past like the five minute mark on. I feel like almost every Netflix show that I liked, I love the first season and then it just goes dramatically downhill. Mm. or they don't finish the show they just cancel it ahead of time
1: yeah it's just grace and frankie for me
0: mm. well we both loved uh what was it the don't, documentary
1: one don't point out anything i like on netflix chris don't do it what was it yeah what was that the um where they they drew the dicks and everything <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> that show that show's great that show is fantastic and bojack horseman is really good yeah yeah i'll think you were it's really it. good travis Okay. Um, An hour into the interview, the hedging was done. He says he definitely plans to run in 2020 versus his original plan in 2024. The campaign slogan? Yes. His running mate? (laughs) Michelle Tidball, an obscure preacher from Wyoming. And why the birthday party? Because when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Uh, Somebody posted a link to a website uh, that Michelle Tidball has, uh, just posted to Twitter. And it was just I think her business page just featuring kind of about her she had a uh, degrees in like criminal justice and uh sociology F- something like that but has been doing like biblical life coaching for years and runs all these groups that are very bible inspired like she's very much like in kanye's lane at this point Mm. but i think that mix of leadership um criminal justice background and uh that political background that she probably has from studying criminal justice uh, led to definitely a lot of connection with her and kanye especially the wyoming connection as well Mm. um if it all sounds like a parody or a particularly surreal episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, West doesn't seem to be in on it. Calling from his ranch near Cody, Wyoming, where he says they registered to vote for the first time on Monday, West denies it's a publicity stunt for his upcoming album. Quote, I give my album away for free. Hm. Uh, a few weeks after he ended two separate text chains with me with the message Trump 2020 and a fist raised high, He insists he's lost confidence in the president. It looks like one big mess to me, he says. I don't like that I caught wind that he hid in the bunker.
1: (laughs) That quote baffles me because doesn't I caught wind mean like you heard a rumor that he did something?
0: Yeah, I think it's like I don't like it's bad that he was able like that that got out. Uh, but
1: i i guess i when i think of the phrase i caught wind like kanye personally heard something that nobody else knows everyone knows jump went to the bunker <laughs> you didn't <laughs> catch wind of anything like everybody knew that
0: yeah i to me like that was i, I agree like specifically that's what it sounds like yeah. i was in kanye translation right i took it as like Yeah, I don't like it got out that he hid in the bunker, whether that's the problem that it got out or the problem is that he hid in the bunker. Yeah, that is not my
1: macro problem with that quote, but I just think that part of it's funny.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the first things where it's like part of me is like, okay, whatever does it, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it does look like one big mess, but I would also like more context before and after this because it is very like just the two lines. But I, it does seem, like, surprising that that would be the deal breaker, right? Like, yeah. It makes it sound like it was just that Trump didn't have that perception of, like, strength that he hid that was kind of being like, eh, I don't like this guy now. Yeah, <laughs> Rather than, like, the kids in cages, like, the COVID handling, any of the 500 other things you can point to that Trump's done that... Like the Russian bounty, like all this stuff that you could be like, is it this the breaking point? Is it this the breaking point? If it's just like, nah, he went to the bunker. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's
1: probably the biggest problem with this interview. And yes, of course, like the interview's edited, and we're only getting parts of the quotes. Um, but I know Kanye West, and I know he's somebody who like weirdly prides himself on not like researching things and reading things and and fully understanding an issue so like i guess to me like this is probably all he has to say about trump like maybe he does have more thoughts on it but like this is this just seems like what he's latching on to for why he doesn't support trump anymore it's
0: i find that very strange yeah i definitely want to hear more about it <laughs> um but of course yeah uh west also says that he contracted the coronavirus in late february though he maintains that had nothing to do with his thoughts on running this year okay <laughs> cool uh that said he won't say much more against trump he's much less shy about criticizing biden which certainly won't tamp down the idea that the birthday party is a ruse to help reelect trump i'm not saying quote i'm not saying trump's in my way he may be a part of my way And Joe Biden, like, come on, man, please. You know, Obama's special. Trump's special. We say Kanye West is special. America needs special people that lead. Bill Clinton, special. Joe Biden's not special. Which, uh, eh. eh. I guess that seems
1: to be like, I mean, I hate to say this because I will not be voting for Trump. Um, But that seems to be like the general consensus on biden like people democrats are comfortable with biden and the people that are switching over from trump are comfortable with biden more than they look at him and think like "Ooh, that's a guy who can like lead my country
0: right like compared to bernie sanders where it was very polarizing because people felt he was like so far left with biden even though there are a lot of things that people are critical of he's so vanilla in a lot of what he says and does that people can just be like alright fine yeah
1: and he's purposely that way I mean I don't well I I do think that's maybe not the best thing but like I understand why politicians do that because like that's the best way of capturing the most voters like I get the strategy there
0: yeah just be like a bland charming person (laughs) Uh, charming Joe Biden yeah yeah (laughs) and the fact that it's coming down to like those two kanye aside as like who can lead our country is just like you're telling me it's 74 year old versus a 77 year old we have nobody below the age of 70 that we're like <laughs> seems like a good person <laughs> where's mayor pete right just kidding <laughs> uh Uh, so from there he holds forth on pretty much everything else and occasionally breaks into spontaneous freestyle raps. Hell yeah. If I catch a vibe, I'm going to catch that vibe.
1: Fuck yeah. That's why we need the audio of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just to hear the raps. Uh, (laughs) so now we're getting into like the bulk of the article and all kind of like just the, the points and Kanye's, uh, response to it. So on his natural political party, I would run as a Republican if Trump wasn't there. I will run as an independent if Trump is there. Okay. Makes, yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, on his previous support for Trump, Trump is the closest president we've had in years to allowing God to still be part of the conversation.
1: Uh, uh.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh shit, that's a loaded bag. I, I had an initial
1: response to, it and then immediately stopped myself because <laughs> that's like a mixed bag. Like, I know what he means because Trump has put a lot of people like on his team that would carry out like religious principles, and and he's made Trump himself has been very vocal about all of that. You know, like getting rid of abortion Roe v Wade, like all that's steeped in his Christianity. Um,
0: but. I think there's more to being a good christian than that but uh i digress yeah i mean trump's a horrible christian <laughs> if you judge him by christian morality and christian like do's and don'ts he's one of the worst people you can point to yeah. so it, the fact that there's i mean i've seen it too just from like friends and family on facebook um from ohio that are way more religious they're very happy with the religious angle that Trump brings with a lot of them praising like Trump's Christianity, which is still so strange to me. Uh, but you're right, it, a lot of it has to do with like Pence, Davos, yeah. Pompeo, like people that are very active in the Christian community having these positions of power and allowing them and others like them to have more of a say in policy mm-hmm. uh, that makes uh, those religious groups feel very heard and very um i guess heard in a way that they hadn't over the last eight years due to obama and more of the like this is for everybody's stance that obama had
1: yeah that's kind of the biggest that's the biggest fear i really got from the whole article and i know Connie gets more into it later but it, it's less of the fact that connie would be president saying these things like trump is president and he shouts and screams and tweets anything that's on his mind and you can kind of look at it and think like well he's stupid like who cares um it's one thing to like say that but connie's made it pretty clear that he's going to build a staff that will carry out what he believes in and what he believes in is a religion that is no part of my life will be controlling policy law just the fundamentals of this country and that's just that's insane to me like that is not the world i was brought up in
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I saw people on Twitter just being like, nothing that he said seemed that alarming to me. It all seemed like in line with what he believes. Why is that so wrong? And it's not wrong that it's what he believes. It's just the fear that people that don't believe in those things have that this would be the policy that he goes to and like stirring up others that would likewise endorse those policies. And what's that mean for... The rest of us and it's like that's more of where the problem would be yeah uh, eh. uh on his mega hat moments one of the main reasons i wore the red hats as a protest to the segregation of votes in the black community okay which yeah i mean he was saying that from the beginning mm-hmm. like a lot of his support of trump was just people told me i can't do that like people told me that i have to be democrat I'm putting the hat on to let people know that it's okay to not be that. Like you don't have to listen to the monolithic thoughts. So it's a protest of the segregation of votes in the black community. Also, other than the fact that I like <laughs> Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. Which, that part I agree with. Though it's one of This is weirdly one of the moments that like <laughs> it wasn't humorous to me or entertaining <laughs> to me as it typically would be like later we get the yeah. drake line right where he talks about like That's drake can't be sicker than me Which hilarious but this was something that was so divisive for so many people like the book of yay guys like stopped their podcast yeah because of kanye's support of trump it's like there's so many people that couldn't separate art from artists at that point and kanye's music has never been the same for them again and just the fact that he's saying like I like Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. That was enough to get him to do something like that. It just takes away from like, I can get behind the monolithic thought aspect of it Mm -hmm. and like stepping up to bat against that. But the other part of it just makes me feel a little worse. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's more that, like, I think Kanye has been accused of, and I I actually understand this and don't disagree with it, like, has a very myopic point of view, um, and that he thinks about himself and his place in the world, and how the world is trying to make him be, and how that's not fair, and and a lot of the times like yeah it's myopic like his support of trump is very myopic because he's just thinking about how trump makes him feel as opposed to thinking about what trump does to the world and does to people that look like him like it, it he's merely thinking about like the box he's been put in and on that level like i i agree with it like on that level like i can support any reason why connie likes trump because like it's empowering to him and him alone and anyone who relates to that that's what makes to me the myopia okay because like he's speaking to people who feel that way and i'm glad he's motivating people who feel that way and empowering them the difference here is again myopia is different when you're talking about like affecting everybody it's different when you list the reasons you're listening for liking trump are like the foundation of your platform and how you're going to run this country and the things you find important like i guess that's like the other big thing i have about this is like that myopia has allowed him to like not have nuanced views on anything like he just has these exaggerated connie like views that like i usually love and adore but now it's like it's kind of scary for him to just be no so nonchalant about trump like this
0: yeah right that's very well put very well said yeah Mm. Uh, on discussions on race with the White House, one time I talked to Jared Kushner who was saying, and this is quoting Kush- Kushner, Kushner, yes. uh, we don't have black leaders, we just have hustlers, which I can't imagine Jared Kushner saying. But uh, why? Because they killed all the black leaders. So that was the end of Kanye's quote. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, which... I do wonder, like, what's preceding this? What comes after this? Like, that feels like a very random aside.
1: Yeah, that is weird. Hopefully, uh, Jared Kushner provides some context for it.
0: Uh, Requests for comment from the White House and the Kushner companies last night were not immediately (laughs) returned.
1: But if they want to come on this show and defend what Kushner said, we're all for it.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, And I think, like, Kanye... Talking a lot, like you know, Malcolm X was killed, Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, you have Larry Hoover put into jail, uh all these leaders removed historically from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I think some of the context that he's getting at there. On Democrats, that is a form of racism and white supremacy and white control to say all black people see, and this is coming, it sounds like in the middle of something else. Yeah. Or do a question that was more specific than on Democrats yeah. because the first word is that, which <laughs> refers to something. And that wouldn't make sense like how do you feel about Democrats? That is a form of racism and yeah. white supremacy. No, yeah. Um, that is a form of racism and white supremacy and white control to say that all black people need to be Democrats and to assume that me running is me splitting the vote because like it would only be Democrats that would be voting for Kanye would be the assumption. Uh, All of that information is being charged up on social media platforms by Democrats and Democrats used to tell me the same Democrats have threatened me. The reason why this is the first day I registered to vote is because I was scared. I was told that if I voted on Trump, my music career would be over. I was threatened into being in one party. I was threatened as a celebrity into being in one party I was threatened as a black man into the democratic party. And that's what the Democrats are doing emotionally to my people, threatening them to the point where this white man can tell a black man. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one of the things we're like, so much of that paragraph. I want to be like, well, well, (laughs) well, but then you get to the end. And that quote from Biden, like if you. don't vote for me you're not black like what the fuck yeah and that really drives kanye's point home about like the idea of monolithic thought i mean even ta Coates, after kanye came out in support of trump in 2018 wrote the article i'm not black i'm kanye right which is just incredibly insulting uh yeah so on the one hand i do have an appreciation for where Kanye is coming from here. I just would I just don't think demonizing one party mm-hmm. like I feel like both are equally reprehensible. <laughs> yes. I
1: think that's that's really been like my biggest grievance of everything Kanye's been doing for the last couple of years is like he has such a vendetta against the Democratic Party. And again, this is the myopia and a place where it's not good. His vendetta against the Democratic Party has been like this. He's been thinking about how liberals progressive the left wing have done this to him and of course that's not good like we shouldn't be doing that to people putting them out a box telling them they have to vote a certain way if they want to be a black person like that's insanely ridiculous and stupid with that said um i don't know if that's a good foundation for like your entire <laughs> all of your political beliefs and where you place yourself and who you align yourself with and also like it just seems strange that like he goes after this one thing about Democrats that he doesn't like, although he gets into more things he doesn't like about them coming up. Stay tuned. Um, but he just like, just willfully ignores everything. Like any, any bad things you could say about the Republican party. Like, I just don't understand like why he doesn't speak up about it. Cause you're right. Like both parties are at fault for like all the shit that's happened like forever in this country that let I me mean, endlessly our political leaders have not stepped up and done the right things and you could point to so many political leaders left or right just egregious things they've done like it's a nuanced issue that it's not black and white and kind of keeps treating it as black and white like it's in black and white the expression not the race like it's just ridiculous
0: (laughs) yeah that's i just want the same energy for the other party and not that like I'm a Democrat that just wants to condemn Republicans, yeah, yeah. I think the Democratic Party's stupid Ugh. all the time. Yeah. Like, I want a third party so badly. And I just don't understand logically how you can find so much flaw has so many flaws in the Democratic Party and not then turn your attention to the other side of the aisle and be like, Well, these are all the things that this party has done wrong as well. That just if you're going to In good faith, attack one, you can't then, like, be okay with the other one. I just want to know why Kanye is so okay with the other one um, in this situation and why that has never come up. And
1: it just seems like it's just ridiculous because that's the kind of energy that's creating such division in this country. You know, the way Trump goes after the left. Like, it's just so annoying Is like, most people in this country aren't just hardcore left or hardcore right like most people are empathetic individuals who listen understand know that there are flaws in both sides like people understand the world better than this like can we just stop grouping people at the camps
0: yeah but i i would s- love that
1: to see kind doing that, that's that's disappointing
0: yeah and like, again, not saying you can't rail against the Democratic Party or that they haven't done things that like that they that the black community or any other community should be OK with Democrats or that Republicans are worse. So you have to vote Democrat. That's just another means of control mm-hmm. that Kanye would point out. It's just. Why can't we condemn both? Yeah. <laughs> That's the mystery to me. But I do think that this paragraph explains somewhat like Randall had talked about the uh Trump 2020 texts that he had been getting from Kanye as recently as a few weeks ago. And I do feel like part of that might even be less the support for Trump, but more just the reinforcement of Kanye saying, I'm not a Democrat. like, I am doing things that people keep telling me I can't do. And look, I'm still here. Like he straight up says that it would be my music career would be, would be over. So I think it's almost kind of like a, a test for him or validation for him that I can keep saying this and I'm still okay. I'm still good.
1: Mm -hmm. The other thing I will say about this quote is like, I agree with you. It's interesting. I think Kanye makes good points. Um, I think the problem with this rhetoric Kanye constantly has is he seems to never do an interview with a black person. Um, And Yo-Yo Trav on Twitter brought this up, who has been on the show before. And I think Kanye follows him and it's like, uh, that kind of like to me that was a bit of revel- revelation is that like kanye doesn't always get a lot of pushback in this kind of stuff like even his interview of big boy like big boy was very much like he wanted to sit back and listen to kanye and like give him a platform and all that it would be really interesting to hear kanye say that to somebody who has like the right perspective and can actually
0: push back on it Yeah, yeah that's interesting Has he had like kind of a a debate platform or an interview where somebody will like push him in a long time? We have yay versus the people. Yay versus the people. I guess like Charlemagne interview in 2018.
1: Yeah, for sure. Hmm
0: uh what do we have here on how the race will be decided uh let's see if the appointing is at 2020 or if it's 2024 because god appoints the president if i win in 2020 then it was god's appointment if i win in 2024 then that was god's appointment (laughs) i think this is one of those things that like is really going to be how people read into it and does it like trigger something in in them, because I think a lot of people will just be like, well, you know, somebody with religious beliefs will feel this way. That's fine. But it's one of those things where this with all the other uh religious aspects that are dictating policy or dictating worldview on policy. It's another statement that just kind of concerns me in the language. Like, does God appoint the president? And if like the leader is feeling that way about things, like what kind of slippery slope does that lead us down?
1: Yeah. I I think the funny ironic thing about this quote is that if Biden wins in 2020, doesn't that mean God appointed him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, will Kanye back off and admit he was wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's funny too. Right. (laughs) Interesting. It'll be interesting. That's like, we finally get to interview Kanye and that's the first question we ask him.
1: How do you feel about being wrong about everything?
0: Oh, God. I don't feel that way. Okay. Perfect. On to the next question. (laughs) What's your favorite movie? (laughs) On the coronavirus cure. We pray. We pray for the freedom. It's all about God. We need to stop doing things that make God mad, which I don't know what the context is for that. It's something that could make more sense in context. Um, I do think the idea that like we do things to make God mad is a problematic one, or yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: this is the other big problem I have with this whole interview and Kanye's rhetoric. Um, as somebody who's a fan of the art, you know, and the art Kanye creates, and we spent this whole season dissecting Jesus as King and looking at the beauty of Jesus as King, and, and to me, you know, as somebody who's not religious, I- I'm not religious at all, but in the past couple of years, like I've started reading the Bible. And as I've become like, if I've, as I've reached my highest point of like atheism or agnosticism or whatever you want to call it, um, like as I've reached the pinnacle of that and like, I'm truly an atheist, like I've probably come to understand and appreciate religion like more than ever. And like, maybe not religion, but the idea of believing in God and believing something greater than yourself. Like to me, that's what makes Jesus king beautiful. I can think about how Kanye uses God to empower himself and how God is really just like an extension of yourself. He's not a guy who sits in the cloud in a golden chair. He's, he's an idea. He's, um, something we can aspire to be. And that's why, like, I love reading the Bible and like learning more about these ideas that come from Christianity and like the good that can come from that. Um, but in, when he says stuff like this, like I can only like, w- when you make it literal, when you talk about like God appointing presidents and we made God mad so this happened and that happened, like I don't know, it just really takes away from the beauty I found in Jesus' skin. I guess that's a case where it's hard for me to separate art from
0: artist. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that in your voice as you're just like Yeah, oh. it slowly came to the realization.
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, not to like harp on the point too much, because I feel like, I don't know, but it just makes me think like, again, what's the slippery slope of that? Not to say if Kanye was president, but if a leader in office has this way of thinking that, oh, we just had a school shooting because we made God mad so now we have to put in <laughs> classrooms like prayer time like uh, like a priest in every school like we need to teach the bible and that'll stop school shootings is i feel like that's kind of the way that these things can go which might seem extreme but like human mm. history is full of extreme circumstances especially when it comes to religion yeah. so
1: and we're talking about
0: Kanye who's an extreme person yeah which i i don't I mean, I don't know the reality of, like, Kanye enacting all of that, but just envisioning a leader with beliefs in that way yeah. and why this could be a problematic one. Like, I I wouldn't necessarily sign it to Kanye, but just why I hesitate when I hear something like this. God. I've taken, like, 40 deep breaths today just, like, thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, on vaccines. So take another one. Goodbye. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. Uh, So when they say the way we're going to fix COVID is with vaccine, I'm extremely cautious. That's the mark of the beast. They want to put chips inside of us. They want to do all kinds of things to make it where we can't cross the gates of heaven. I'm sorry when I say they, the humans that have the devil inside them. And the sad thing is that the saddest thing is that we all won't make it to heaven that there'll be some of us that do not make it. Next question.
1: (laughs) Typical kind of response that like just devolves into something random and he doesn't know where to go and he just ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, Uh, I mean, I am pretty like non-tolerating of like anti-vax stances. mm -hmm. Though I say that and I'm pretty sure like one of my best 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 friends has like vaccine hesitations i don't think is outright like anti-vax but definitely has some like doubts about it so i say i i lack tolerance for it but this is somebody that i love and i've tolerated or even been understanding of the perspective that he has on mm-hmm. it um but it tends to be something immediately when i hear it like i get on edge and frustrated and i'm sure that might be frustrating to some listeners out there that probably are anti-vax um and i don't mean to be insulting to you but at the same time i just fundamentally disagree with the position
1: yeah this is an area where like Hmm. (laughs) i want to go i don't want to go to war with like people who are religious it's it's a weird area like i don't understand why it's a religious thing. Like I understand it. Like I've read about it. I've talked about it. But like at the end of the day, like it seems crazy that this is more of like, like a what aisle side of the aisle you stand on religiously. Like this seems to shape the way you feel about vaccines. Like I kind of understand if you come from like an oppressed place, and you've lived a tough life, and naturally, you have these reservations about government and leaders like you always feel like those people are against you and that's why you would not be very trusting of like a vaccine or or any other I don't want to call them conspiracy theories but like any other theories you would have about the government Um, but I just I don't know man maybe this is gonna be the toughest part for me because like I'm not religious and the things I like about religion have nothing to do with this kind of rhetoric
0: yeah and I think a lot of the rise of it like You can point to people that had problematic interest when they started it, like a lot of conspiracy theory people behind it, like a lot of the examples that they point to have been problematic. And even a lot of the studies that have risen up over the years have all been paid for by groups that are opposed Mm -hmm. to vaccines rather than like neutral research that has happened and gone with vaccines. But it also getting political with it because it seems to be a lot of people on the right that tend to be anti-vax i say that but i feel like there's a lot of people in hollywood that are on the left that are also mm-hmm. anti-vax but you see it a lot more often at least from my understanding from the conservative rights or the religious religious right and how do you justify that with then like gun use and gun ownership and just the idea that if it's acceptable that you're going to have tragedies related to guns and people just need to do better like how is it that if vaccines are like so beneficial to 99.9% of the people then it's problematic if there's any residuals which gets into like a whole other thing but right. i just find the whole topic to like be problematic in its logic yeah i mean that it, th- that's
1: a whole other topic I wasn't even really getting into. Like, I can empathize with some people and how they feel about vaccines, like emotionally. But if we're going to get into yeah. like a logical argument and we're going to look at the facts, like, I, I guess it's, I don't even at this point, I don't see the point of entertaining that conversation. Like, clearly, vaccines help and do good in the world. So, I mean, the, this whole rhetoric from Connie I find very depressing
0: yeah i think that's a great point like i can understand the emotional response to it and hesitation around it like absolutely but then getting into logical arguments about it eh. yeah yeah um and then like getting into then the rhetoric of like that's the mark of the beast like Mm -hmm. they want to put chips inside of us to so we can't cross the gates of heaven and then saying again like the humans that have the devil inside them Like, oh, yeah, you know, there are people that have the devil inside of them. Again, it's something that I think is a slippery slope to just being able to demonize somebody and be like, well, you know, I really wanted to work with these people, but they have the devil inside of them, so there's nothing to be done. We're, like, putting them in cages and sending them out. Again, not that Kanye would do that, but that's often where this kind of rhetoric can lead. It's just like with the guy in the Philippines, like he started a war on drugs. That sounds good on the surface because there was huge drug pandemic in the Philippines, but he okayed murder of uh, drug dealers and drug users. And then it becomes something where how many people just say like, ah, drugs and can get away Mm -hmm. with killing people and how many people can use that to their own political benefits and it starts to become a very very slippery slope
1: yeah Jeez, so, man as you're reading all those quotes from kanye i just like i did this thing L- lauren can look at me and like know when i'm doing this but like i was just like looking down and fiddling with my pants. like i'm just like ignoring that any of it's happening
0: like i'm so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah on uh, deciding to run for president. It's when I was being offered the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Awards at MTV. This was 2015. I remember being at my mom's house, my mother-in-law, because my house was being worked on. She calls me son, and I call her mom. I was in the shower thinking. I write raps in the shower. It hit me to say, you're going to run for president. And I started laughing hysterically. I was like, this is the best. I'm going to go out there and they're going to think I'm going to do these songs and do this for entertainment. How rigged award shows are and then say I'm president. And I just laughed in the shower. I don't know for how long, but that's the moment that it hit me.
1: That's a great scene in a movie.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs>
1: just kind of laughing in the shower hysterically for a long time. <laughs> that's just a crazy. I know people are going to read into that and be like, oh, look, he's crazy. But I just... I
0: kind of love the audacity to say that about yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think with as much as he hates award shows, just the idea of like pulling that on an award show is like incredibly amusing. I know personally, like I have laughed to myself in the shower, like (laughs) about things like I, I'll take, sorry to, environmental people but i'll sometimes take like 30 to 45 minute showers where i do like a lot of story planning writing like thoughts working through things but there are times where like yeah i think of ideas or think of things that just like crack me up so i can very much uh vibe with that and appreciate that but
1: doesn't it isn't it tough for you when you get out of the shower to write a story because your hands are so (laughs) pruny
0: uh no, because the hands aren't in the water the whole time.
1: Uh, okay. It, it, is it a nice hot shower, though?
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. That's great. That That's luxury right there. Yeah. I want, I've always been lucky to have, like, places that had great water heaters. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I lived in Australia, you had, like, three minutes of cold hot water. And when I lived in the first place in Austin... Uh, I had seven minutes of hot water.
1: That's really funny. That as I've gotten older, I used to take really long showers, but now I, uh, I'm i kind of an in-and-out kind of guy because, God, I just, like, I want to get going with my life and, like, do the next thing. I don't know. It's, we've, we've gone very different directions, Chris.
0: That's right, Travis. <laughs> That's right. Yet, the show brings us back together. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, but it's funny that, like that first thought of running for president really came to him as just a a troll moment that now has kind of developed and rolled on yeah (laughs) again the joke got out of control (laughs) right
1: hey everybody so that was just part two of our three-part series about Kanye's interview with forbes make sure you turn in tomorrow for the third part thanks stay wavy